Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome into the steam room. Yes, sir. Nice towel. Thanks a lot for checking us out. This is episode number nine of this podcast. Man, we are so close. If we get to double digits, that means we made it. We've already made it. (laughs) You know, 48,675,000 folks don't lie. I like it. I like it. It's setting a record for subscribers to this. Um, Thanks a lot for being with us today. A very special day, as a matter of fact, because 57 years ago today, Charles Wade Barkley was born. Yes, happy birthday to me, America. <laughs> I was going to say happy birthday to uh, you. You don't have to wish it to yourself. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's so 57 cool. 57 of those. Heinz 57 uh, yeah. of those bad boys. Which is the greatest condiment ever. Is it? You know I put Heinz 57 on everything, right? Not, not everything. Everything. Any, any, I wouldn't see it on cornflakes, nope, for instance. But on any meat that I eat. you got Heinz 57. Yes. All right. Any meats. Whether I, do like, I do like me some Heinz 57. I do. I do whether it's steak, chicken. I'm always I dip your fries in Heinz 57. No, no, no. Oh, no. come on. Nope, no, no, no. Not my fries. But any, why? No, I just, I know it's just made for meat, Ernie. That doesn't make any sense. It, I'm just telling you. Ever had a one on fries too? A one doesn't do it for me. Oh, I like it. I gotta have Heinz 57. A one is all right. It's got that little after thing, little tangy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I, I put Heinz 57 on all my. So you're like a cheeseburger in paradise, like a Jimmy Buffett guy. That's right. Shout out to Jimmy you like, Buffett. You like of... yours with uh, lettuce and tomato, <laughs> Heinz 57, and French yes, fries. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, clearly yeah. you listen yeah, it to is. Jimmy Buffett. I do. I'm, I like a, big, I'm a big parrot head. Hey, I tell you what. Anyway, it, it's really weird. Sometimes I'm in Vegas. Jimmy Buffett is there. Yeah. And you see all these old people walking around with parrot heads on. It's yeah. hilarious. Coconut bra. Yeah. And all that stuff. I, you're yeah. laughing so hard. Like, oh, Jimmy's in town. It's impossible to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert and be in a bad mood. I, I agree. And he, you know what? I actually met him before, and he's a really I, I, nice guy. I know him. I know him. Well, I know yeah, him a really well. nice man. Yeah. In fact, he did a video for uh, my daughter's wedding. Did he really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, introducing uh, the song that my daughter and I danced to. Which was what? Little Miss Magic. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, was very Little nice. Miss Magic. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, happy birthday. And we, got, we have a, you're wondering why you're sitting in that chair today? Yeah. Because we needed some more room for your, for your birthday present. Okay. From uh, Mobile Nail Spa, La Bella Mobile Nail Spa. Wow. La Bella Mobile Nail Spa. You got, you're getting a little mani-pedi action here Are we for your serious birthday. here? Come on in. Hey, how you doing? I'm getting a mani-pedi for real? All right. Oh, this is going to be Are awesome. you going to do it, do it at the same time? Mani and a pedi at the same time? Very good. Okay. All right. Well, I guess... Uh, this is the greatest country in the world, America. Okay. <laughs> this is the greatest... You know what's... So I don't know if this translates on a podcast, uh, but I'll try to describe it for you. as you, Like maybe you're driving down the road... And a, a table is now being brought out. It has a lot of plush towels. Was really. Um, Let me give a shout out to Labella. Labella 
Mobile Nail Spa, not Mobile. Nail no, no spa. Mobile is it's a not city. An, it's not hey, an it, Alabama. It, it, mobile thing. is a city. Hey, Mobile is a city in Alabama. This is like heaven here. There's a shiny stone kind of thing being put out here, like a prism kind of a thing. And here come. Uh, here's a. a this is the greatest stool for the, the truckster. country in the world. All right. All right, so as 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 they go through preparing you for this, um, uh, we got to do first of let, all. Let's do first of all. First of all, you know you have a lot of money when you get hunting nut Cheerios. I've had the regular Cheerios. First of all, you know anybody ride a motorcycle who makes millions of dollars is an idiot. First of all, zero plus zero is zero. So what's your first of all? Today? Well, first of all, I got two first of alls. It's, uh, I got a first see. of all and a second of all. <laughs> okay, my first of all is to the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Hey, Houston Astros. Apologize, say you're sorry, and don't talk about it anymore. Don't respond to people hating on you. Hey, people are going to either forgive you or they're not. But to talk about this stupidity every single day, all you do is feed the beast. So apologize one time. Like they did the other day. No, 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 no. Not, no. They but did the other day. That was the worst apology. I know, but they but they tried to no. do what you're saying. They yeah. said apologize no. and then. Move, keep it moving. Yeah. But first of all, don't let the owner apologize anymore. Yeah. But I don't really think it impacted the yeah, game. But just apologize one time. One apology. Admit you were wrong. You got busted. But don't talk about it anymore. Tell the press. The press are idiots. They they need to feel 24-7 a day. If you talk about it every day, you just feed the beast. Apologize one time. One so now t- your answer, if I'm a reporter and, and it's I said, spring hey, training I, and hey, I go up, we've hey, apologized. Charles, what do you want to say? But what if somebody else has said something? No. You say, hey, look, Aaron Judge just waited. Yes, what do you think? That, and you, that, what do you say? That feed the beast. But what do you say? I'm not talking hey, about we, it. Uh, yes, exactly right. You're, you're not going to respond to it. I'm a, not going to respond because, because you're going to respond every day. Yeah. Because somebody's going. You got uh, Nick Markakis. You got Aaron Judge. You got Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Yeah. You got everybody uh, imp, uh, opining every single day. Apo- oh, opining. Opining. Big word. Man, Chuckster. Hey, just apologize one time, man. You, and you don't have to respond to every person who I got something to say. Y'all were 100% wrong. I think everybody knows that. But don't talk about it every single day because you feed the media beast. So that's my number one. Uh, just apologize one time. Listen, you can say I'm sorry or respond to these guys. That could go on the whole season. One apology. You're wrong. Let it go. And my second is, I'm so sad. Second of all. Second of all. I'm so sad. I cannot believe how many of my friends watch the damn Bachelor. And listen, stop lying. You're not watching it with your daughter, your girlfriend, or your wife. You watch The Bachelor. Uh, so I was apparently on The Bachelor. And Maddie, shout out to Maddie. Love you, Maddie Pruitt. Good luck. So I did a, a video. Actually, I did it so long ago, I actually had forgot about it, Ernie. Yeah. So they played it Monday night. And I uh, got uh, uh, one of those plush white towels is now being draped over yes, the uh, uh, lap. I'm going of to Charles moist, Bar, uh, as we say in uh, and in a salon. bowl of a I'm, bowl I'm of moist. solution has yeah, been yeah, placed I'm, on his uh, right quad. Moist, I'm wetting my cuticles and to soften them up. Is, is uh, Natasha? Is that how wetting the cuticles, or or do you have a more? This is what you call a hand bath. A right, hand, a hand bath. bath. A hand yes. bath. Okay. I never oh, thought I'd be. Okay. Watching Charles get a hand bath. Oh on a yes, podcast. Ernie. I do this every Thursday. I really Ernie. never thought. I that cannot I would believe ever be so. That. I was actually supposed to go this, go do this when I left 
the, the, the podcast. Uh-huh. So this actually saves oh, me a lot killing, of time. Killing a couple of birds. Uh, killing two birds with, one, with stone. one stone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so what's your bottom line on second of all with a bachelor? Just people I, admit they watch it. Just admit. Don't lie. And say I, I had a couple guys say, "Oh, I watch it with my daughter." Stop lying. Or I watch it with my wife or girlfriend. They're lying. You just watch The Bachelor. Okay. So just stop lying. But I, I cannot believe how many texts that I got, Ernie. It was unbelievable. Somehow I was sitting, I was sitting around <clears throat> minding my own business, and my phone started. When, have you, when up. do you ever mind your own business? Well, it was Monday night, and we had just come off the All Star Weekend, and I'm like. God, I can't believe it. My phone just starts going crazy. And my daughter says to me, and I know she watched those crazy reality shows, which drives me crazy, I might add. Um, and I'm like, she said, Dad, why didn't you tell me you were going to be on The Bachelor? She said, this is two times you've made my life miserable. You didn't tell me you were going to be on Ellen and The Bachelor. <laughs> and I'm like. You were great on Ellen, by the way. I think, you know what's so funny? I, it made me feel proud, though. My daughter actually wanted to watch me on television. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Wow. Everybody wants to watch you on television. Yeah, okay. All right, nice They don't try. have to be kin. Uh, anyway, I don't, think, I don't think we've heard the last about that Bachelor episode, by the way. That's just a little foreshadowing of what's coming oh, up a little later goodness. in the show. I like the word foreshadow. Meantime, uh, we're going to take a break, and then the celebration of Charles Barkley's 57th birthday will continue with a special guest. Uh-oh. Next. Welcome you back inside the Steam Room and Spa. It's it is the Steam Room podcast, but it's also a spa. This is day. a very nice birthday present. La Bella Mobile Nail Salon. Natasha is about to begin the manicure, and uh, Latrine is about. Well, she's already working on Chuck's puppies, and those things are something to see right now. I tell you what, you got nothing to you got nothing to clip on that big toe. Hey, well, there is the no nail about, on there, hey, man. The best thing about my feet, I yeah. work with Shaq. Yeah. His, so I will never have, will always look better than uh, his. My, my will always look better than his feet. Wow. Hey. All right. Those are some loud clippers you got going on there. All right. So anyway, do your thing. So um, we have a special guest for you. For Uh-oh. Your birthday. Special guest, are you on the line? I'm on the line, and I'm in need of a steam room because I have no voice left from All-Star Week in my greatest imitation of my man Charles Wade Barker. It sounds more like it sounds like Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, who is this? It's Will Bond. Hey, Will, <laughs> Mike Will Bond, the Godfather. What's happening? Happy What's happening? Birthday, kid. Hey, man, I, I, I'm. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We had a great time on Waddle and Civy last week in Chicago. Uh, the, the Godfather. I call him the Godfather. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very kind. I, I sound like the Godfather. I sound like Marlon Brando right now. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing. Listen, I took I took uh, the Charles Barkley uh, All Star pattern too far. It sounds like it, man. This is the first year I have heard you have a voice all the way through All Star Weekend. Well, I've been I, I I was forbidden to smoke cigars more than one night. Okay. I, 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 our friend Dave Flum took care of me at the Clayton, and uh, I had a, a great night with. Yeah, it, oh, it's, it's awesome. So me and Doctor J went there one night, and that's the only night that I could smoke. Name, I don't. I can't smoke every night because I always lose my voice if I do it more than once. Name drop number one of this episode of the Steam Room. 
But but that's Ernie. You know that's a great that all, name. That all, without us. without question. Uh, hey hey, Michael. I uh, w- number one. What what took the what took its toll on you and your voice from All Star Weekend? Well, you know what I mean, Ernie. This is you know my hometown, and I said yes to everything I was asked by the network and the city and family and other stuff. You know, friends. I, I said yes to everything going in, and I just remember thinking on Tuesday. Before so over a week ago, I remember thinking, "Uh oh, this is not this is not the wise thing to do." Even though it's going to be fun getting through it all, and there were some curves I was thrown along the way. Um, and I, it was the time of my life. I, I, I got to uh, host a panel that President Obama, a fireside chat he put together right. with Chris Paul, Kevin Love, and uh, Giannis, and we had a great time doing that. Um, and that was, you know. Added on to, I found out in my own hometown, I, I um, you know, reached the Basketball Hall of Fame with a with the Gowdy Award. There with as a as a Kurt Gowdy, the Kurt Gowdy Award winner, yes. and uh, with Mike Green uh, as the Kurt Gowdy Award winner too. One of us for print, one of us for broadcast media. I'd going back to my print days. You and Charles are old enough to remember when I actually worked. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was a busy week for you when you couldn't be there for that. And uh, but c- congratulations to you, man. Yeah, Stephen A's show and I did Rachel's show, and I loved it. And, and Charles knows how much you know Wild and Sylvie for me because that's the thing I do here in Chicago. I'm still here. That that means a lot to me uh, personally, in in a way that it doesn't. You know, it's not just professional. I love those guys professionally, I, and and I know Charles loves doing that show too. We did it together last week. Um, I I just I you know I probably said yes to too many things. I'm glad I said yes to all of it. But oh, I mentioned I had to beat Stephen A in the celebrity game. Yeah, yeah I, I was actually going to say that to you. Can you, because uh, that was my question, you just stole my thunder. Can you really believe how whiny Stephen A has been about you beating him in, in the basketball celebrity game? Chuck, as you know, he started like three days in advance saying that the league had stacked my team against him. I said, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that whining and complaining, but he's been you know, he had to stay in character, I think, and so he did. And coming and, and, and those guys heard him talking that study, they're like, okay, we're gonna take Steve, we're gonna show Stephen A how stacked this team is. Uh so it was it was it was just it's it's one of the more fun weekends of my life. Uh, I can't even call it a weekend because Chuck, you and I did Wild and Sylvia on Wednesday. Yeah. I think, yeah. A week ago um God, it's Thursday already, I'm more than a week ago. So I'm I'm I gotta get this voice back because Tony can just scream at me and I got I can't fight back if I stay like this. How'd you like the All Star game this year? I like the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean I don't is the fourth quarter enough to say that was an A plus game? I think or A game. I think most people say yes. I know Tony Kornheiser does. And I haven't I've been out of it so I haven't been able to hear you guys yet, um other than right after the game, Chuck. But I I still want. I think there's a, a way out there, a game out there to be had, a matchup that would captivate people. If you only do it for five years, just do it for five years. But right now, if you put a world team out there against the U.S. team, the world team, look at the world team. That would have Giannis, Embiid, Ben Simmons, Luka Doncic, um, Siakam. That could be your starting lineup right there. 
Mike, I've been I've been uh, campaigning for that for the last two or three years. I think the and I think we should make it a winner take all. Let's say a million dollars to charity. I mean, I mean, like, like a win. Like I say, yeah. I mean, last, the, the fourth quarter was amazing the other day, and that was only for two hundred thousand dollars. But if you give a million dollars away to world against the United States. I think it, it's a winner take all. I think it could be a really awesome thing. Because you got you got so many talented players from around the world. Like a guy like Jamal Murray, who I, I didn't mention Jamal Murray and Jokic. Actually, listen. Hey, let me tell you something. I actually think the the world team would be favored over the United States team, to be honest with you. I do too, and maybe they don't want to. I don't know. I can't imagine that the league office think would think of that. I, it, it, there's just no reason not to do it, and you would have a level of interest that is not. Look, I'm glad it was. T- it was very clever, smart, sensitive uh, to tie it to Kobe. But what what would be more observing of Kobe than international basketball? I mean, he he represented international basketball. As well as anybody that we've had, I don't know, in, in, in the last 30 years. So, what would be more? How you, can, you can't observe, you don't need a gimmick. You don't need to gimmick up that game. You know, if you put the world team out there against the U.S. team, that that is going to, that's going to bring out the effort, the competitiveness, the pride uh, in everybody, I would think. But I, I, I'm glad to hear you say it because I, I needed to hear this from somebody who has been in in global basketball at the highest level, and obviously you. It have. would uh, it would be a nod not only to Kobe, it'd be a nod to David Stern as well. Uh, when you make it something that's a, yeah. like a, the, the global impact of the game, um, did uh, did Aaron Gordon get robbed again? Uh, probably. The thing is, but but it, he they weren't trying to. We all you know you know what they were trying to do. They were. They were trying to keep it tied and go one more dunk. Um, What's wrong with two trophies, Mike? What's wrong with two trophies? I, that's what I said. It, first of all, I wouldn't have gone to extra dunks. I mean, you don't want to get these guys hurt. Just I would have called it after the regulation uh, number, that last dunk, and they were even. That's it, two trophies. And so I, I know what they were trying to do. It failed. But I also thought that Connaughton had a dunk where the only person who knew fully what seemed to know, seemed to know, what he did in real time was, was Candace Parker. Because you can see Candace's face, like, like he, point, he, he tapped the backboard. Right, right. I, I wonder, I didn't get a chance to talk to those guys. I, know, I talked to Common briefly afterward. Like, I didn't know if everybody caught that subtlety in live time, to, in time to vote. But I, I don't know. I... I because they were trying to do the right thing, I don't want to say he was robbed, but yeah, going over, going kind of over and through Taco Fall, you know, even if he wasn't his full seven five at the leap at the clearance, he was still about six ten. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it was interesting. I was like, if you go back and actually look at it, that was his lowest dunk of the night, jumping over a seven six guy. That's why I think a lot of people are like, wait a minute, out of all these dunks tonight, y'all said him jumping over Taco Fall was the worst dunk of the night. That's why I thought he got robbed. I mean, whether you thought he would, and, and Derrick Jones was fantastic, but like you gave the lowest score of the night 
when this guy jumps over a seven six guy. <laughs> then you should just give it, give two trophies. Who's going to object yeah. to that? Hey, my thing is is this, Michael. I said you could turn this thing into a horse game or a pig game on the dunk contest. You got your four guys right there. Here's my dunk. You got to do it. If you can't, you get a letter. And and Kenny says no, 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 because you got one foot dunkers and two foot dunkers. And I say. I don't care about that. I said, some guys can jump higher than other guys. They're still all in the same dunk contest. But that's that's my that's my thing. Here's my dunk. You try to do it. Okay, you got a letter. Next guy up. And then everybody's going to get a chance to go first. So if you're a one foot dunker, you're you're going to get you're going to get a chance to do something that the two foot dunker behind is going to have to try. I'm just saying it take it would take the judges out of it. You wouldn't need judges all night. You don't need judges for the for the skills. You don't need judges for the three. You don't need judges for the dunk. That's a great point, Ernie. Let me ask you this: Do kids play horse anymore? Like I'm thinking about this, even though I'm the father of a basketball little. 12-year-old basketball lunatic, I don't play horse with him anymore. Mm, I, mm. I did when he was 5, 6, 7, just picking up a ball and getting into it. And now that he's playing on, you know, teams, travel teams and all that, I don't ever see them play horse. And maybe it's just become extinct. I mean, we played horse. You, 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 I mean, I learned how to play from my father and my uncles, and they played horse. That's how they introduced you to it in large part. And then we played horse all my life. And now, Ernie, that's the first time I've heard anybody say horse in, like, I don't know, five years. I know. People, are these kids playing horse? It's, I, I, I don't think anybody does. I love well, playing horse. Well, and, okay, hit this shot from behind the backboard. Okay, bounce this one from the, from the foul line. Yeah, it was, I loved, I loved playing horse. Hey, Mike, you know, you go back, I think about uh, David Dupree. Uh, I think about Roscoe Nass, the late, great Roscoe Nass. You're probably like, one of the reasons I call you the godfather, you're like one of the first guys who, now, now you get to mentor all these young black guys. How much of a responsibility do you take that? Uh, Chuck, as seriously as I take anything I've done professionally, um, because you mentioned the two two people that helped raise me in this. And, Ernie, the first time I ever had an extended away-from-the-court conversation with Charles was in Philadelphia with David Dupree one night after a playoff game. And we had – this will tell you how the times have changed for all of us. Chuck, we had it at TGI Friday, not far <laughs> from the spectrum. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I'd like to think I learned – you know, I would to let if, to disappoint David Dupree would be like, and I, he was my my mentor, but my coworker for so many years. The Washington Post to let him down would just be like letting my father down. I, I just couldn't stand the notion of it. The, the the bar was high. How you treated people, the conversations you had with people, your work and what you wrote and how you stood by it, but also took accountability if something was say just wasn't as right as you thought it should be. And Roscoe, the same way. Um, and, I, and and so those guys represent every, you know, I, I haven't talked to David yet. I got to call David Dupree and, and thank him. I did. I thanked him on SportsCenter the other night. He was one of the people that I thanked. And uh, at Charles, as, as are you. And I, you know, just learning how to conduct yourself. How do you? walk around a locker room? How do you 
behave with coaches. And I was the first time I ever met Gene Shue. I was with David Dupree. He introduced me to Gene Shue, and we sat again in the spectrum before a game. And just, I just listened. And I was like, wow, man, this is how grown people have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, Charles, I, you know, sometimes I get pissed. I, I mean, I want guys to dress a certain way. Yeah. I want them to behave a certain way. I, I, I mean this. And everybody can say, well, you, you know, you're going too old school. Maybe. And I have to adjust my thinking sometimes. But I want them to um, – I want them to, to, to clear the bar as it was set by David Dupree. I mean, Larry Whiteside covered the Celtics, and there are other, other brothers who have done this um, as well. But, you know, when you mention David to me, he's the gold standard. Uh, and Ralph Wiley. Yes, the late, great Ralph Wiley. They got it. You know, the, here's where they – Charles and Ernie, when, when I first started writing a column, I thought I was too young to write a column. I was 30. I thought you needed to be 35 years old. You needed to live a little bit first, more than I had. I needed. I was, wasn't married yet, didn't have a child. I just thought you needed to have life experiences. But the Post made me a columnist. And the first few columns I wrote, each one of them, I would get a voicemail back in the old voicemail days. <laughs> we had tape. And they would be like 10 minutes long from Ralph Wiley. And Ralph would just call me up uninvited. And he would say, hey, listen, I just read the column you wrote on Elvin Hayes and West Sunset. And you know what? Here's what you should have done better. Here's something you should have thought of. Here's what you should have. And I was like, wow. is this dude, who is this dude calling and just bleeding all over my column? What is up with that? And I was offended, of course, the first time and the second time and third time. And by the tenth time, I, I was looking for that guidance. He was doing nothing but holding me to a standard to make me better because at that point in time, there were five black colonists in America. How sad is that? Yeah. We're talking 1990, Chuck. 1988, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, almost 1990. And Ralph and David and Roscoe, they understood that, you know, one of us could not fail. Brian, the late Brian Burwell, who obviously you knew well. Oh, yeah. Those are two great names, Brian Burwell and Ralph Wiley. Those are two great names. The, the bar had to be cleared. The bar had to be cleared. You were not going to mess that small fraternity up. That's a, that's and a, so we couldn't afford what it. A, that's a wonderful story, and I think it's a great lesson, too, Michael, for, uh, for young journalists, too, that, uh, look, if somebody's – look, we see it on our show all the time when Charles and Shaq and Kenny – you know, we'll look at a guy's game, not with the intent of of tearing it apart, but trying to get the most out of that player and saying you could you could be an even better player if you do this. It's the same way when he's picking apart your column, he's trying to he's trying to make the best Michael Wilbon he possibly can. So so that kind of stuff right there, that's invaluable. That's I mean, golly. And and I thank Charles for bringing those guys their their names up because I you know I mean they're. they're you know, I always heard, I always just loved it when Charles would say in real time, he didn't wait years, he would, he would say, I, you know, I thank Julius, Doc, Dr. J, and Moses Malone, and the guys that Charles would talk about setting the bar. You know, it, it, that's important. It's, it's more than important. It's necessary. But i tell you what's scary is, and I, John Thompson 
told me this, I don't know, maybe about 15 years ago, what worried him about moving forward in the culture. And it's not just sports where this happens, but it's everything. People don't know the difference now between being coached and just criticized. And any bit of coaching or instruction they take as criticism, well, damn. I mean, we people got to get past that. Mike, that, that's the toughest thing. That's the toughest thing about our job. Instead of like, you know, when Doc – well, I remember the first time I asked Moses when I, why I wasn't getting to play. He told me I was fat and I was lazy. And, and it hurt my feelings. But then I had to sit back. And Moses made me lose 50 pounds and become Charles Barkley. And – and uh, I say I saw Dr. J uh, when I was in Chicago. Dr. J told me like, "Hey, this is professional basketball. You need to dress a certain way. You can't wear warm up suits all the time." And he made me dress better. And what you said a few minutes ago, like when we tell young guys today, they take it as criticism and say, "Like, no, we want you to be the best you can be." That's what drives me crazy sometimes. It, it doesn't. And Charles, I. That's one reason why, and I don't know he got the full lesson yet, but I appreciated his reaction. And I told Joel, I told Joel that when I saw him uh, the night after or whatever that you and Shaq were on him. That that, I mean, that is that's the first of all. That is the reason I I've always stood in front of both of your lockers forever when you all were playing, and now want to hear all your opinions subsequently and after your careers. Because that's the expertise that you have gained. Not, ex- not just experience, it's expertise. And the people are so upset with that, man. I, I, I'm not going to mention the player's name, but there's an all-star in the NBA right now who was mad at Magic for years because Magic dared to offer a constructive view. Yeah. Of, 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 of his ability to play point guard and what he was doing. And it was like, it was scientific. You know, you, when you hear Magic talk about playing point guard, it's like, just take out a notebook and start <laughs> writing stuff down and shut up. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. I right. mean, if you, if you object, you, what you got to say is, I'm listening. Now I may have to, and, and, and Magic was not, you know, Magic, when, he, when he's critical, he's not, he not, Magic is not like the rest of us who can be dogmatic about it. It's just not in him. Yeah. It's just not in Irvin. And so this guy has been upset, as far as I know, is still upset because Magic said, hey, he's not going to be able to win, and he hasn't, until he perhaps incorporates this. And, man, I would be sitting there, and I'm like, this is, I'm getting, I always felt, talking about people I owe, that I got a graduate course in just learning about the game because I for eight years and, and we'll probably still work together some more. We did it once already this year. Eight years of sitting with Magic every for so many games in my life. Saturday nights and Sundays on the road and, and sitting next to him. I mean, how, if, if I feel that way, how could a player not feel that way? And so it's it's I think that Charles, when you say how how do I take that responsibility, man, that is uh something I there's some kids who, young guys who seek it out, men and women, and 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 a various. You know, now we have a luckily we have a situation where I mean, people, people, you know, it looks like the UN, where people who come to ask me stuff, and I'm trying. You know, I try, I really try to pay attention to who's listening, and who's not, and I think 
it's been pretty well received. And I know I can't be as gruff as <laughs> as you know I can be. I can't I can't be that. Um, and I've learned some patience being a father. Matthew will probably say I, I ain't patient <laughs> at all. But, but I, I think, Charles, that may be um, the most important part of sort of my responsibility other than to directly to ESPN at this point. That, that may be it. Michael Wilbon, we appreciate you calling in and uh, spending part of Chuck's 57th birthday with him. Thank and, you, my uh, brother. Always good talking to you, man. Ernie, is is great hearing you and talking to you. And listen, Charles has helped me celebrate several birthdays. We, we were able to do several of those in Arizona. I'm sorry I'm not around to in person to do that. I, 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 um, I'm glad the season is starting back up. I'm glad I'm going to get to hear you guys. Chuck, you know, I, I love you. I owe you. And um, I appreciate everything, my brother. I appreciate you, brother. I love you. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks for coming into the steam room, Michael, and uh, appreciate you keeping your towel on. You know, he's been a, a great, great friend to me, not not just the basketball stuff. Obviously, he did uh, a, a couple of my books with me, but just to have somebody to bounce things off of. You talk and, about a voice of reason. Yes. One of the reasons I love Pardon Interruption mm-hmm. is because him and Tony, number one, have great chemistry. Obviously, they're, they're great friends. But also, we live in a society where – Everybody on television is trying to say something to get people to watch their show or click on. The one thing I love about their show is, like, no, they're not going to do that. They're like, oh, this is my honest opinion. It's fair and it's balanced. This is, uh, like, no, we're not going to just say stuff to get people to click on. You take this side, I'll take this side. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just and sometimes like, they'll agree, yeah, and I, other I, times they won't, and it's fine. And, but. and, and, and that's what I love when, like, I hate shows where, like, I'm just going to disagree with you because it makes good TV. Like, no, nah, we we agree on some things. And then when they honestly disagree, it's like, it's a, it's like okay, no, no, he really disagrees with your point. And, I, I, listen, I, I just love this show, and I appreciate Mike taking the time. Uh, Charles' right foot has now been lifted <clears throat> out of the water and uh, – Onto the left quad. Of There's nothing. Uh, La Trine. And this, this, you, you've gone to a different place in the course of this steam room. You are relaxed. You, oh, Ernie, I mean, let me this, tell you something. This I, Manny Petty has got you in a good place right uh, now. Ernie, I do this every week, mm-hmm. and it puts me in a good place. Yeah. I'm so glad they're here because, number one, they're going to save me half a day when I was going to leave here. Yeah, so now you can just go back to the hotel and fall asleep. Well, no, I'm actually going to go and get some soul food. We're back inside the steam room, and we are joined by uh, a regular uh, member of the crew, Tim Kiley, the longtime producer inside the NBA, now the... uh, like the coordinating producer, like oh, yeah, they make it up. I mean, yeah, as they go along, the executive you know, producer in charge of short errands, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, and he comes on. Oh, he's and, a good personal friend of Dan Marino. They play together. Yeah, good. yeah. And and he gives us some local news and some off the wall kind of stuff. So um, so what do you got this time? Well, I, first of all, I just wanted these ladies are performing a miracle, and I just wanted to know, Ernie, your thoughts 
on them working on Shaq's feet. Oh, my goodness. We wouldn't want to see Shaq's feet on this one. Ernie, going back to the reality uh, stuff, you guys were talking about The Bachelor. We know how much everybody enjoyed that. There's There's a backstory behind that. What do you mean? The kid is a pilot. Pilot Pete. And Chad's Pruitt's daughter is Madison. Yeah. So he took her to the arena, or she took him to the arena. Yep. And he's an assistant coach under Bruce Pearl. Correct. Yes. Right. And they Shout played Bruce Pearl. And they played Charles's message, which was basically threatening the kid to be nice to the Auburn alum. Yeah. And this kid, Pilot Pete, sorry, thank you, Ernie, did not know who Charles was, and Twitter wasn't happy with it. What? This is what Twitter had to say. Peter definitely had no idea who Charles Barkley is. I'm confused. Why did Madison need to tell Peter who Charles Barkley is? Did she think he doesn't know? Does he not know? A jump shooting team cannot win The Bachelor. Charles Barkley, probably. Honestly, Charles Barkley has been the highlight of this season so far. She had to whisper in his ear. Are are you serious? And say, that's Charles Barkley, and he still didn't know who it was. This is after walking past your statue (laughs) to enter the building. Uh... No, dump this loser, buddy. I'm surprised you would be on reality TV. Well, I was doing anything for Maddie. This dude didn't know who I was. Apparently. No idea. Oh my God, Pilot Pete. Hey, probably. This dude, so Chuck, I'm, not, I'm this guessing this is not going to be a long term relationship. This dude's got to go. <laughs> this dude got to go, Maddie. Maddie, but, dump this. Loser. You, but noticed, you know, you know. You noticed his eyes have opened, and oh, I know. No, this, this dude didn't know who I was. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, he, didn't, he didn't walk past the, the statue. But you know what? You know what? Auburn fans are now referring to the. The Bachelor curse because you That's appeared it. on The Bachelor and then my dogs beat Auburn by ten last like night. Like a yeah, drum. I, you know, I I thought you would wait. The to, Bachelor curse. No, this is the end of the I birthday. Thought, I, I we had a bet last night. Was you me and my friends looked at that score? Was you going to do it on the podcast or wait till we got on? the Well, show? I wasn't going to do it on the podcast, but it just plays into this whole Bachelor curse thing. But this wasn't just a loss, Ernie. This was a beatdown. Oh, first of all, oh, look, the, my they, dogs have struggled in the conference, okay? Yeah, but yes, I, I I appreciate the effort last night and the win over over Auburn. I, I, we get back to this dude. Don't know who I am. <laughs> big win by double digits. You made a pitch to get on Ellen, and bang, you're on Ellen. Yes, right. And you were apparently, very good, and I'm glad yes. they scared you too. Uh, I really apparently yeah. you said if you could be on any reality show, you'd be on Diners. Drive-ins and dives. Oh, I could probably get you a spot on a reality show if you're interested. Guy Fieri's Triple D show. Guy's show I watch religiously. That's the reason I'm a fat guy. I like food. Some of the stuff those people be eating, like you have to be really damn hungry to eat that. Well, it just so happens we ran into the mayor of Flavortown in Chicago last week. And guess what he had to say? What we're trying to do is get Charles to take over Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I think that's really the idea. I don't know what car he's going to drive because the 68, of course, is going to go with me. But I think that he's got the palate, the energy, the attitude, and probably the career change opportunity. I mean, or maybe diversify the portfolio. Um, but he's a welcome addition. And we've talked about this. Every time we do this, we talk about it. Where are you, man? I watch that show religiously. And every time I see Guy... I said, man, let me own an episode. Let me own an episode with him. Because, man, it's amazing to me. I watched two shows, Guy's Show and Andrew Zimmern, Bizarre Foods. I love Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre Foods. But, uh, like, some of the – 
the question he was talking about, some of the stuff that people eat in different countries or in different states is unbelievable. But, but Chuckster, you like those shows. I do. But then when it comes to what you eat, it's, it's like so boring a lot of times. Just give me a steak, Thank cook you, it Aaron. real well done. You know, it's like, Burn give me a potato, beans. give me have the... You show no adventurous side. Oh, would you no, eat? Would no. you, or you just delight in watching other people eat weird stuff? No, I, like I like when I'm watching uh, bizarre foods or, or or guys show. Like I'm first of all, I can't believe like they said they marinate stuff for like two days. Yeah. Or they they cook it for like eight to ten hours. Like that's amazing to me. That that the it's amazing to me because like when you go to a restaurant. You just order your food. You have no idea. And then they're putting like 10 different ingredients in there. Right. And I'm amazed at that. At that, Chuck, I heard you tried a Chicago dog and didn't like it. I didn't because they put a bunch of crap on it. They had How a, could you dip that like in a Chicago, Chicago dog? dog. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Nobody wants a pickle and peppers and crap on their hot dog. That we we just want onions and chili. It doesn't like, get any better I, than that. I got a side with a Chuckster on this one, TK. I'm not a big Chicago dog kind of guy. Come on, Aaron, TK. I'm a, I'm a spicy mustard and relish guy. Uh, a sauerkraut? Uh, yes, yeah, sauerkraut. On a bratwurst. All right. Bratwurst, yeah. yeah. not a hot I can, dog. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But like I say, uh, I don't want, uh, like you had a Chuck, pickle. you put Heinz 57 on a hot dog. No, you just put chili and onions on a hot dog. What about mustard? Uh, I'll put, if I'm if I don't have any chili or or onions, I'll put mustard and ketchup on it. But you said you didn't use ketchup; you use Heinz Fifty Seven. No, 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 on I, meat. I, no, a hot oh, dog, a hot dog is meat. Caught. Okay, that's Busted. like a hot dog is technically. What if it's an all beef wiener? Uh, <laughs> so, Ernie, uh, I don't put Heinz Fifty Seven <laughs> on my hot dog, but I put it on my any type of chicken or steak. Do you know that they just passed a law that in Illinois that says it's pot's legal, and it looks like you brought a little back with you from Illinois. Wait, no, no, eyes are, I told you. Pot, those eyes are barely open. Pot, pot, uh, pot is very overrated. Uh, I've only <laughs> did it five times. I told you. It just make you want potato chips. Uh, it don't do it. It don't take you to a different place. Uh, it's just like, I'm like, I didn't get, my friend's like, it was great. I'm like, dude, I just want potato chips. What, what year was that? I haven't had pot since the eighties. The eighties were a good decade for Lay's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, we'll be back with more oh, on the steam room. We're coming a million. We're coming back with the uh, Chuck's answering machine after this. We're back inside the steam room uh, where I've been watching the Chuckster on his 57th birthday uh, receive this Manny Petty. Oh, and as we call it where I'm from, Thursday. Yeah, this, the second toe on your right foot, yeah, the one Latrone is working on right now. Yeah. That thing has got like a 90-degree bend in it, that second Ernie, this toe. is what happens when you work for a living. Yeah. All of us haven't been blessed. My goodness, look at th- Yeah, that that second toe uh, right there. All of there, us are not blessed to be a That sport. doesn't even do it justice. Hey, when I'm you see saying, it from my angle. I'm just saying, all of us haven't blessed oh to be just talk on television our yeah. whole life. Some of us had to run and jump for a living. <laughs> so you put stress on your on your toes yeah. when that, you But run. you, you got to admit that second toe is pretty gnarly. Yeah, it is. Man alive. All right. Um, as You know what, what Cap, our, our producer, Michael Kaplan, has done? They put a, uh, 
they put something out on social media inviting folks to call Chuck's answering machine and wish you a happy birthday. And we had more than 700 calls. No way. Yes. Wow. And here are just, uh, here's a, here are a few of them. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America. First of all, Chuck, happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, Barkley. Happy birthday, man. The mound, the round mound of rebound. I just messed that up. I hope you have an amazing birthday, and I love watching you and all the guys, but especially you. Happy birthday, Chuck. You're my second most favorite player in the world. I just wanted to wish the greatest power forward of all time a happy birthday. But Tim Duncan's birthday is until April 26th, so I'll wish you a happy birthday for that. <laughs> I know it's Rihanna's birthday, too, but... I know you're getting up there in age, but you're looking good, you're looking handsome. I think that's all that matters. How old are you turning? 40, 50, whatever the hell you're turning. But happy birthday, man, from me and my lady. Happy birthday. Don't even know who you is. I hope your birthday's full of Krispy Kreme and Flex Tape products, such as Flex Seal, Flex Tape. I heard they got a new Flex Paste. My kids and I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Barkley! Happy birthday, dear Charles Barkley! Happy birthday to you! There were calls from all over the world. That's no exaggeration. Well, that was really sweet of you guys to do that. I want to thank every single person who called me or who tested me today, uh, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, I, you know, when you, I'm 57. I'm almost 60 years old. And, man, what an amazing life. I've been so lucky and blessed. Uh, you, know, you know, Ernie, growing up in my little hometown, I never expected my life to be like this, man. I'm just so lucky and blessed. I mean, you growing up in the projects of Leeds, Alabama, you're like, like, I just want to get the hell out of here. And now 57 years later to be who I am and I got the greatest job. I mean, basketball has been amazing to me, but to have the job I have now, uh, you know, and, and I say it stupid, stupidly, I mean, I get paid to watch the greatest athletes in the world do their thing. Yep. I mean, it, it, like sometimes you have to pinch yourself. Number one, I played the game for 16 years, and that's a blessing. But now to come to work, and I said, it's like, wait, y'all going to pay me to watch the basketball players? <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, we want you to talk a little bit about it, too. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but watching, but, yeah, but sure. I might go my whole life and never have a real job. Well, let's hope. Um, and I love the appreciation in your voice, and – we have one other. We have one other call on oh, on Chuck's answering this machine. This could be dangerous. No, this is not dangerous at all. This is, in fact, this is kind of uh, tells folks a lot about the Chuckster. Listen up. Hey Chuck, this is Petty Officer Oglesby serving in the United States Navy. Quick story: I met you in the O'Hare uh, Airport about nine years ago in Chicago. I was on my way to boot camp. You stopped me in a group of my friends and and wished us nothing but the best. And I really appreciate that. I I tell that story just about every other day, every time I see you guys on uh, TNT. But round mound and rebound, happy birthday, brother. God bless you. Keep doing what you do. Oh, that's awesome. You never know, Chuckster, the impact you're going to have for one little moment in your life. That's nine years ago, something you did at an airport. 
uh, and you saw this guy and you and you told him you appreciated him and and wished him the best and that's something that uh, that one moment nine years ago he is he repeats that story time and time and time and time again you know Ernie obviously we we we, we me and you we're in the airport a lot and I fly back and forth every week anytime I meet a soldier I always try to tell them thank you for what you do you know America is the Greatest place in the world is a perfect. No, it's not perfect, but I've been around the world. This is by far, by far the greatest place. And, you know, in other countries, if you say something bad about the president or, or, or who run things, they can actually just kill you. and You just disappear. America is the greatest place in the world. And for these soldiers, when I meet them, male or female, I always acknowledge them. And tell them thank you. One of the reasons I got involved with Wounded Warriors, because uh, we don't do enough for our veterans. Uh, if you get a chance, guys, always get involved with uh, Wounded Warriors and our vets, because you know our government does not do enough at all for Wounded Warriors or these veterans. Uh, so if you get a chance to say thank you to a veteran, always please do that. Excellent advice. And on that note, uh, we conclude the celebration of Chuck's. 57th well, birthday. We're not including anything, well, brother. we are on the Steam Room okay, podcast. Okay. We we encourage well, why, you. Well, you know, we we can't do like a double Steam Room. No, the, one's enough. I'm sorry, one budget. If you budgeted for one show. By the way, if you want to call and leave a message for Chuckster, or for or for me, um, 404-987-0330. 404-987-0330. Thanks to. La Bella Mobile Nail Spa for coming by and pampering the Chuckster on his yes, 57th. Yes. And uh, you know what? Next time we hit double digits, it'll be episode oh number goodness. 10 double of the digits. Steam Room. They said we'd never make it. Man, I cannot wait to see the number of subscribers. That's going to be in the gazillions. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>